0: Welcome to More Than Your Infertility podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Snyder, IVF mindset coach and IVF mom. Just like you, I know the impact riding the emotional roller coaster of infertility has on your life and how easy it is to be consumed by it. And I plan to support you, remind you, and teach you how to be more than your infertility while you're in the wait for your baby. If going through infertility is harder than you thought, taking longer than you thought, and impacting your emotional well-being, you're in the right spot. So no more waiting. Let's get started with this week's episode. Hey there. This episode is not only my longest one yet. It is also a little different in that it is for all the moms, aunties, and nanas of a loved one who's in her 30s and early 40s who isn't a mom yet. If you're going through infertility, my hope is you will listen and then share this with the people in your life who might pick up a thing or two so they can understand you and support you better. And if you're not going through infertility, but instead someone forwarded you this episode, please don't be offended. It means your relationship is solid and there might be something new for you to learn here. Because today, we are talking about the delicate dance of supporting your daughter, granddaughter, or niece through the challenging journey of infertility. You ready? I know you mean well. I know your heart is in the right place. And today, we're going to explore how we can navigate these conversations in a way that fosters more understanding and support rather than unintentional triggers. The pressure to become a mom starts early and lingers throughout a woman's life. So we'll discuss the constant reminders from society, movies, and even innocent family gatherings that can become unintentional triggers for those struggling with infertility. I then want to share three actionable strategies on how you, as a loving mom, auntie, or nana, can genuinely support your loved one during this challenging time. In addition to what to do, we will cover what not to say. From baby-centric comments to remarks about lifestyle choices, we'll explore the phrases that unintentionally sting and offer alternative, supportive ways to express your care. First, let's debunk a myth together. Happiness is not exclusive to marriage and babies. There is some eye-opening research about happiness levels comparing parents and non-parents that shows not having kids does not equal unhappiness. This means that we need to have a more inclusive definition of what makes a fulfilling life. No children are required. So moms, aunties, and nanas, it's time to shift the focus. Instead of centering all conversations around babies and motherhood, let's engage in broader, uplifting topics that celebrate the individuality and achievements of your grown loved one. In a world where my generation recognizes the importance of expressing our struggles, I acknowledge the differences in generational perspectives. For you, resilience may have meant pushing through, sucking it up, and suffering silently. But we have learned the strength in saying, This is hard. I need help. If what you hear today is far from what comes naturally, it makes sense, and your effort to listen to this episode and then try what I share will mean more than you know. Just keep at it. It's not too late to learn new ways to help support and show up for the ones you love. My hope is that after today's episode, you'll walk away with a deeper understanding of what your daughter, granddaughter, or niece might be going through and know what to avoid and what to do so that we can replace unintentional hurt with intentional support. Because in the end, your love and understanding can make all the difference in their infertility experience. The first thing you should know is that if your loved one is going through infertility, she may look like she's strong and handling it well, when the truth is that when she's alone, she's sad and terrified, it may never work. And she feels like one more pregnancy announcement, or bad news with her treatment will be the thing that breaks her. And whether you bring it up or not, your loved one is already thinking about her fertility. She is getting constant reminders from society, movies, and even family gatherings that can become unintentional triggers for those struggling with infertility. Navigating your 30s can be a journey of self-discovery, career growth, and building of meaningful connections. However, it often comes with a side of societal pressure, movie cues, and well-intentioned family gatherings that can turn into a minefield of baby-related pressure and inquiries. Society has a way of reminding women in their 30s that the clock is ticking, and the path to fulfillment is exclusively paved with cribs and lullabies. Take, for instance, a family gathering where aunties, uncles, and even distant cousins transform into unintentional interrogators. Their inquiries shift from casual conversations to pinpointing questions like, when are you having a baby? Don't wait too long to make me a grandma. Or the classic, your biological clock is ticking, dear. What are you waiting for? These familial nudges, while often well-intentioned, create an environment where your daughter's worth is measured by her motherhood status or lack thereof. So now you no longer need to wonder why she may want to avoid future family gatherings. What also happens in your 30s is watching the friends from all walks of life get married and have babies, just like expected. And yet your loved one is still in the same spot of just hosting the baby showers and not being the center of attention at the baby shower. They are watching friends who even got married after them become mothers before them, and all group texts turn into baby talk where she cannot participate and instead is constantly reminded of where she doesn't fit in. Then movies, our beloved source of entertainment, are not innocent either. No matter the type of film, they frequently reinforce the notion that a woman's journey is incomplete without the addition of tiny, adorable feet. TV shows, and even advertisements also include scenes of joyous pregnancy announcements, blissful parenting, and heartwarming family moments that unintentionally send a message that missing the title of mother, whether it be by choice or by life circumstances like infertility, translates to missing out on life, having a purpose, and happiness. As women navigate their 30s, they're often bombarded by societal norms, Family expectations and cinematic portrayals that suggest their time for motherhood is running out. All this to say, your daughter knows. She knows how old she is, how long she's been married, how easy it was for so and so to conceive. She knows that you were a mother of two by now, and how the birds and the bees work. She doesn't need any other external influences to point any of that out, even from you. Instead, she needs your support. I've prepared three powerful ways you can support your daughter when she's trying to conceive, and it's taking longer than she thought. Spoiler alert, it's not about pushing timelines or offering unsolicited advice, but rather creating a safe space for open communication and empathy. The first thing to do is to shift the conversations. This means stop talking about babies nonstop. Whether that's in relation to when they are having babies, if they want to have babies, how they are trying to have babies, the joy of babies, the joy of motherhood, their friend's baby, your best friend who's a new grandmother's baby, etc., etc. When you do discuss other people's babies, be mindful of your daughter's desire to become a mom and the pressure she already feels to give you a grandbaby. Keep those conversations short and focus on the facts. Otherwise, you may be unintentionally amplifying her struggle. Let your daughter guide the conversation by asking her, what do you want to talk about today? Or what's been going on lately? If you want to take it up a notch at social gatherings, be the one to rescue your daughter from all the baby-centric conversations by being the one to broaden the topics beyond babies. Make an effort to proactively ask your grown children and their friends about themselves. Discuss life goals, interests, achievements, sports, heck, even the weather. Open-ended questions about current projects and who they spend their time with can foster a supportive environment for everyone. The second thing you can do to support her is to stop giving unsolicited advice. Whether about when or how they are trying, what they are doing to try, or commenting on lifestyle choices, refrain from these topics. Stop with the remarks about eating habits, exercise routines, stress levels, what doctor or clinic they see, trying acupuncture, some herbal remedies, going on vacation, drinking wine, taking a break from work, keeping their legs up, staying away from sugar or gluten or cold foods, adopting, and honestly, the list of what me and my clients have heard goes on and on. Your loved one is already in a vulnerable state where they are questioning everything. Unsolicited, unwanted, and untrained medical advice can cloud the journey and can even make it harder. So none of your advice here is needed or helpful. Well, unless you're an infertility doctor. I know you mean well, so if you're just chomping at the bits to share something you heard from so-and-so you read about or you heard on TV, ask them first if they are open to it and be okay with hearing no. If you want to support them on the subject of infertility and you're a doer, Make them dinner on the days of their appointments or procedures. Fill up their freezer with freezer meals. Spend time with them and don't even talk about their fertility. Share images and Instagram posts that are inspiring. Send a t shirt from Infertilities or jewelry from Peak and Valley Beads. Both of these are businesses started by other women who went through infertility that I love and support. I will link both of these in the show notes so you can go shopping and support your loved one while also supporting a small business. As for how to show support of your loved one through words, I asked for my clients and friends on Instagram to help me with these lists. They shared the things they heard that they wish they hadn't, as well as the good things they have heard or wish they heard from their moms, their aunts, or nanas. So here's a list of what not to say. When are you having a baby? Your eggs aren't getting any younger. When will you make your mom a grandma? It's selfish to have one kid. Don't you want to be a mother? You'll be one of the oldest mothers out there. I heard Aunt Jody's coworker son's wife tried this and this and it worked. When will you have another baby? You know, I was a mother by now. Don't you want to make your husband a dad? Don't wait too long. You're not getting any younger. Maybe you should just adopt. This is God's will. Maybe you're not meant to be a mom. Ugh. Oh, I need a minute after hearing all of that at once. And yes, Actual people have said these to a person going through infertility, but you won't anymore because now you understand how often your loved one is thinking about her fertility, how often she's reminded about her current childless state, and the prevalence of bad advice out there. Let's talk about what to say instead when you want to show your support of a loved one who's going through infertility. I support you. This must be so hard. I'm here for you. I see how hard you're trying. I wish this was easier. This is so unfair. What you're going through is so hard. How are you doing? I'm praying for you. What do you need from me? I Googled and learned more about what you're doing. How can I help? Want to go for a walk together? You don't deserve to go through all of this. Can I give you a hug? What can I do to help? I'm bringing over dinner tonight, checking in on you. Love you. Can't you just feel the difference between these two groups of statements? Just reading them out loud can help show you the impact of your words. So the third way you can show your support is to follow your loved one's lead. Each person has a different experience and infertility story, and they have their own level of comfort with what and how much they share. Let your loved one initiate discussions about pregnancy, baby-related topics, and their fertility. And when they do share, be ready and open to listen. If there is talk about baby showers, don't assume that it might be too hard. Always invite them and let them decide if they are up for attending or hosting. When in doubt, follow their lead and don't be the one to bring it up. Remember, your supportive role can make a significant difference in their journey. By implementing the three strategies of shifting the conversation away from all the baby talk, not giving unsolicited advice, and following her lead, you contribute to creating a compassionate and understanding environment for your loved one. And if you've made it this far and you're not the one going through infertility, that tells me you really care about your loved one and you're already doing a good job. Otherwise, they wouldn't have shared this with you. Being open to learn something new that you can take away and use with your loved one as they navigate their infertility journey matters. This is a tough season and it impacts you too. And while it's definitely taking longer than anyone imagined, it will end. Your support through this can make a huge impact on their experience and on your relationship. So on behalf of the infertility community, I want to say thank you for listening and for learning. If you are the one going through infertility and wish the important people in your life would do some of these things and you have a good enough relationship to do so, I encourage you to forward this on to them. It sets you both up for success. And if you're not sure on what to say when you send it to them, send me a DM on Instagram and I'll help you come up with the best way. If you don't have that kind of relationship, Please know that you can get this type of support through coaching or a support group. Please find what works for you and make it happen. You didn't sign up for an infertility diagnosis, and you certainly don't need to be going through this alone. Till next time, remember that you are more than your infertility. Thank you for being a part of More Than Your Infertility. If today's episode resonated with you, please consider sharing it on social media or with a friend. Your support helps us reach more women on their infertility journey, empowering them to break free from the grip of infertility shame and rediscover their hope. And before we part ways, I have a small favor to ask. If you've enjoyed the podcast, kindly leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps other women find this empowering community. Until next time, always remember, you are more than your infertility.